Hello, and welcome to another episode of Illuminati Podcast. I'm your host for the evening, uh, Tyler, in case you didn't know my voice already. Um, Patrick is absent because he decided to go to the beach for a few days, uh, like the bum that he is. Um, lucky. <laughs> yeah, really, that's why I'm saying he's a bum, because I'm jealous. But in Pat's stead, um, I have my good friend on here, uh, Miss Emily Lambert. Emily, if you want to tell the audience a bit about yourself. Hi, guys. It's so nice to be on the podcast tonight. I'm really excited about it. This is the first one I've ever got to do. Um, so just to give you a little brief overview of myself, uh, I live in Richmond, Kentucky. I own a photography business. Um, it's not yet a full-time job, but I'm working towards it. So specialize in boudoir photography for women. So if you're interested, um, I will send Tyler my information. He can kind of add that in if he wants. Um, but yeah, so that's me. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm definitely going to put a link, uh, in the show notes for anybody that's interested. And, um, and guys don't be pervy. This is, it's women, okay? It's women photo shoot. Uh, dude war is on the way, hopefully, but not right now. <laughs> we are working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do do couples photo shoots, though, so we got a few of those in the works in the next few weeks. So okay. if you want to get in there with your old lady and do some people, let me know, because those are always a lot of fun. All right, so y'all heard it, uh, you know, Everybody that listens to all six of you, that six is probably being overconfident, uh, but blow up her website. Um, all right, so I know on last week's episode, I said we'd be doing Bigfoot Part 2. Um, I have not had the time to research, and with Pat gone, uh, I figured this would be a good week to do something that we've kept talking about and never really have had the opportunity to do, which is actually get people on here. Uh, to talk about their own experiences with paranormal, um, you know, anything weird in general. And uh, Emily and I discussed before the show, she has a wealth of these experiences. So I'm really excited to have her on. Um, I think uh, you all will be interested in what she has to say. Um, and, you know, about the story she has from her own life uh, and the life from her family. And, uh, you know, we hope to give you all a conversation and some spooks along the way, which I got cold chills multiple times when we were talking about all this stuff beforehand, so I'm sure some of y'all will too. Uh, but with that being said, uh, Emily, and we're just doing this in chronological order, because uh, there's a lot to go through here. Um, so, a lot unpack. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to start um, at the earliest point you can remember, where... Um, you had a, um, I guess, the term, I don't want to say imaginary friend, because it definitely seems like, you know, this was an actual uh, being. Um, but I mean, at the time, it kind of felt like an imaginary friend. Okay. Like, but she wasn't, I mean, she wasn't like transparent. She was just there. So uh, I guess the mind of a child. I don't know. We'll say <laughs> open uh, to a lot more than we are. I guess paranormal playmate. That's what we'll say. 
There we go. I like that. <laughs> so, when I was three, um, that's I guess that's when it all started. I um, I just remember a woman sitting on the staircase that I used to play dolls with, and I played Barbies. Like, I mean, I have no shame. I played Barbie till I was like fourteen, but <laughs> <laughs> like I. I did like I didn't play with Barbies for hours, and my mom said that her and my grandma would hear me talking in the other room, just jibber jabbering to myself at the age of three. And my grandma walked in one day and said, "Who are you talking to, sissy?" And I said, "My mamaw." And she said, "I'm your mamaw." I said, "I'm talking to my other mamaw," and she just it kind of caught her off guard. And just to kind of give you a backstory, that house that I grew up in belonged to like generations of my family. So my great grandparents owned the house, passed it down to my grandmother, and then my grandmother passed it down to my mom and dad. And like parts of the house had had like additions added onto it throughout the years. So at one time, it just used to be like a little ranch style house, and then it grew to be like a split level house, and they built above the garage. And the staircase that I that I used to just be like our living room area. But when I was three, it was my grandmother's bedroom. And that staircase used to be where my great-grandmother's rocking chair sat. <laughs> and my grandma had me sitting on her lap one day, and she's looking through old photo albums. And she gets to one page, and apparently I said, that's my mamma. And I pointed directly at her mother. And she said, that's your mamma you play dolls with? And I said, yeah. And she said, that's my mom, Thelma. And I said, yeah, Grandma Thelma. I had no idea about this until I was a lot older. And my grandma was like, you used to play with my mom all the time. And I'm like, your mom was dead before I was born. What are you talking about? <laughs> and she kind of brought it up, told me about it. And I was like, I just thought it was an imaginary friend, but it, seem like a real person sitting there so in my i guess in my mind's eye now i'm like no that was just a person sitting there like i don't know was it a ghost like i i don't know it was creepy um, <laughs> i had a lot more experiences after that and that grandmother that apparently i used to like play dolls and stuff with she was very into like spirituality and paranormal type stuff and like she would have premonitions and she had premonitions of just bizarre things that we can go into later if you want to rabbit hole on that but she was a very spiritual woman and my mom was like yeah i think she was coming back to check you know on the family i'm like i don't even know how you do that like how how does somebody do that <laughs> blows my mind but then like Several years later, I was probably between five and six, maybe seven. Um, my cousins, their dad passed away. He had some kind of like blood clotting disorder. And they were both very young when he died. I think they were maybe 11 and 13, something around there. So I just remember being at their house and... Uh, it just felt like a really sad, heavy atmosphere because they were very depressed, of course. Mm -hmm. Losing your dad is hard, especially as a kid. 
and <clears throat> they uh, they had their own bathroom. Him and my aunt had their own bathroom upstairs where their bedroom was, and then both the kids had their bedrooms in like another. I think they had a smaller bathroom downstairs, but it didn't have like a full bath in it. So they had us go upstairs to shower. Me and my cousin went upstairs to take a shower. And we were in there and she got out before I did. And she handed me a towel. And she walked out the door and I felt something grab my arm. And I thought it was her. I turned around. There's nothing there. So I hurry and run out of the bathroom as fast as I could. Like terrified (laughs) because I felt something touch my arm. And I walk out into the hallway and I look to my right and there is just this dark shadow of a man standing at the end of the hallway in the darkness. I can see him plain as day, but he's just a shadow and he's built like my Uncle Bob. And I just froze for a second. I went, (gasps) and then I just ran (laughs) And dropped my towel and bolted naked down the stairs as a little kid. Scared <laughs> to death because I just seen something that I could not explain. And that has always stuck with me. Like to this day, I will still have dreams of that scenario. Like it freaks me out. And that house is absolutely gorgeous. Like they built that house themselves and it was just one of my favorite places to be. It looked like an A frame house, like but then it also had branches that went off of like the A-frame itself portion mm-hmm. of the house. And it was just a gorgeous home. And it had a great big bay windows in the front of the house, like so much natural light. It was just a gorgeous home. I remember sitting on the coffee table with him. And as a kid, he would always call me Amy. And my whole family always called me Emmy. But he would call me Amy on purpose to torment me. And, like, would pick on me constantly. And my mom was even like, yeah, when I was a kid, he used to drop ashes on my arm and let him burn me because he was just a jerk. She was like, he picked on me all the time. I was like, wow, what a jerk. She was like, yeah. He was always playing pranks on people and loved to annoy people and scare them. She's like, that was his thing. I was like, huh, maybe that's why he grabbed me. Like, <laughs> scared me to death. So I don't know. It was just a, it's a very weird memory from my childhood. Like after that, I never went upstairs in that house. Like never. And they didn't live there very long after he passed away. They ended up selling the house to his uh, oldest kids that were, uh, they were from a, his first marriage, I believe, or second marriage. And he ended up selling the house, or they ended up selling the house to them. And now they get to live with their scary old dad. (laughs) 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 We did not have to deal with them anymore after that. I'd never seen them after that. But I always only stayed in the, like, in the, like, the downstairs area of the house. I was too afraid to go upstairs after that. Even to use the bathroom. I would not. I would just go outside and pee. Like, I was scared to death (laughs) to go in that house. So, it's uh, something I've always wondered, especially hearing uh, these experiences, hearing and reading about them, um, especially when it can almost be confirmed that it's like a family member that's passed. Because um, yeah. like you said, you know, it creeped you out. Uh, yeah. 
and like and like i've never experienced anything like it so i can't speak to it firsthand but i've always thought like you know if i found out it was like a family member if i had because i guess you can't really find out but you know if i felt pretty strongly suspected yeah yeah like i don't know i i I guess i would kind of find some comfort in that like in a way Uh, but then again it probably depends on family member you know you know if it was somebody (laughs) like you know there's some um like people i'm related to by blood that you know they came back to haunt me i'd you know i'd probably uh i'd probably try to sage them out of my house or something but you know others i'd be like yeah yeah (laughs) out of my house i like that yeah, no, it it was scary. And I mean, like, my stepdad now, I guarantee you that if something were to happen to him, that he would haunt the hell out of all of us. Like, <laughs> my mom and all of us. Like, I, he is a trickster. And he loves to pull par- pranks on people and loves to scare them. So I could 100% see Todd just, like, poking his head out from somewhere and like screaming at me in some kind of wraith voice or something. <laughs> like, he would be a true haunter. I can see it. And, and I mean, when I die, I plan to haunt the crap out of everybody that I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's my goal. I'm going to stick around just to annoy you guys. <laughs> I mean, but that brings up something that I've been seeing on like, um, uh, the Illuminati pod, like the, our Twitter feed and stuff. Um, and then just like paranormal stuff in general, they talk about it on Hellier, they talk about it in other places, but just this element of the like literally the element of like the trickster when it comes to paranormal stuff. Um, and I mean, it's like, like you said, are I guess are people that are like that in real life more, you know, whatever comes after whatever happens once we leave this world. Are people with that kind of, you know, attitude, mindset more apt to, you know, if there's a choice, are they more apt to be like, eh, I want to fuck with people for a little bit before I go on to, you know, whatever is beyond, beyond. Um, like, but, I, I mean, I know for a fact that if I had the option to, I would. Oh, so yeah. I feel like a lot of people <laughs> totally would. And I, I don't know, like, I feel like there's a lot of people who just have some un like unfinished business or a message that they want to get across because maybe they pass so soon. And I feel like that's something that kind of happened with my brother's friend who, um, I mean, I'm skipping forward a couple of years, but, uh, he died in a car accident and my brother was the first one on the scene. He was headed to the store to get some, I think he ordered, pizza from the gas station down the road and it was like a gas station Giovanni's and he was on his way there and this truck is upside down in the middle of the road and there's a person under it and my brother gets out and runs over and it was a boy that he was he had went to school with since he was in kindergarten and they were buddies they played folk together like everything and the kid was literally choking on his own blood because he was bleeding internally so bad as the truck was sitting on him mm-hmm. and he like tried to help him he was afraid to move his neck because he didn't know if his neck was broke but he was just trying to 
give him enough leverage to get some of the blood out of his mouth even and was just trying to help like hold his tongue out so he wasn't like choking and didn't like swallow his tongue and stuff like it was so sad and he immediately got back in his got on the radio and called in the because uh, he worked for the vo- volunteer fire department and he called it into the guys on the radio and within minutes like all the local firemen were there and they had to call in like a helicopter. They life flighted the kid to the hospital. He died on his way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But my brother sat there with him for like ever until people got there. And he was the only one there with him until people got there. And after that, that kid haunted him for, <laughs> for years and just followed him. And I told him, I was like, I mean, my mom, my grandma, they, they anointed his room because he's seen him in his room all the time. And that scared him to death because he was scared to sleep in his room. And my brother was always like, wanted his space. Mm-hmm. And he was terrified to sleep in his bedroom. He slept on the couch. <laughs> and they went upstairs and like anointed his bedroom. My grandma did. And my mom burned sage in there, tried to sage him out, and it didn't work. And I'm like, he is attached to Timmy. <laughs> like, you have to tell him, like, it's okay to leave. Like, you're free to go. I will pass on whatever message you need, but you are free to go. And he did so. And uh, it wasn't long after that, like, the, I mean, he never seen it. The boy's name was Trevor. I remember now his name was Trevor. He never seen Trevor after that. But, I mean, he and I both, like, seen him in the house, like, on occasion. And, uh, I mean, it was just really creepy because I think there was – a few times that I had seen him like in my bedroom, but it mm-hmm. was like out of the corner of my eye, I would see like, it looked like somebody was walking out of the corner of my eye and I'd look over, there's nothing there. And <laughs> one day I got so mad. I said, my room is off limits. <laughs> You're not allowed in here. I was like, you can go anywhere else in this house, but not in my room. <laughs> and I opened my bedroom door. I was like, get out. <laughs> And I just waited there for a few seconds. <laughs> like, I'll wait for someone to walk out of my bedroom like a crazy person. <laughs> but it never bothered me after that. But it bothered Timmy. It still bothered Timmy for months afterwards. It was so strange. But <laughs> I probably do sound like a crazy person. <laughs> no, I mean, I've listened to enough of these podcasts. So- and like I said, I think it'd be a lot different if I hadn't known um for I mean well we've known each other for however long you and Garrett's been married. <laughs> yeah, well, we've known each other for like a year before this, so eight years. Yeah. Well, eight, yeah. Crazy. So uh we'll go back in time <laughs> to, <laughs> to when I was like probably I think 12 because my cousin was six years younger than me and he was at least six so i had to have been 12 and when both my parents had to work um usually my grandma would watch us but often my uncle would come over and my dad's brother and he would pick us up and take us to his house and it was way back in the country like way back in the country And uh, we would go back there and hang out with my two cousins all the time. And there was just, 
I mean, there was no cell service. I don't believe there's cell service there today. Like, mm-hmm. there was no internet. There, were, I mean, it was very rural area. And we would just go back there and play in the creek. Like, we would just do, like, all kinds of cool different stuff. And their house was up on a hillside, and it was, like, a little trailer. There was a big barn at the bottom of it. And then if you're looking at it head on to the right, there was, like, a nice little ranch style house that uh, my uncle's mother-in-law lived in. And then there was an abandoned, like old two story farmhouse next door to that, that nobody lived on (laughs) or lived in. And it was like an old Victorian style home. And it belonged to um, my aunt's family for like generations and generations. And, uh, My uncle always loved to scare us, too. Like, he's one of those tricksters, like, big time. (laughs) He always loved... This was when Fear Factor was a show. So, if that tells you how long ago this was, I'm dating myself. But, like, it was uh, a while. And he he loved to watch that show. We all watched that show. Like, it was one of our favorites. And he would always do stuff to like scare us. But our big prize at the end, if we did all those stuff and completed everything was $10. So of course, like when you're a kid, $10 is a big deal. Oh yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. We'll play fear factor. Well, like one day he talked me and my brother into going into this like root cellar. And it was like where they grew potatoes. And it had like a, the old pull-up cellar door on it. Very creepy, like very rickety door too. And there was like no light that came through it. And when you opened it, it just had a very damp, like moldy, like strange smell to it. And it was like creepy. Because the staircase that went down wasn't really a staircase. It was like mud. Mm-hmm. It literally looked like they built the stairs out of like mud. I was like, what in the hell? So anyway, uh, we decided that, yeah, we'll do this for $10. So me and my brother held hands and walked down this, like, old staircase-looking deal together. These, like, mounds of mud built on top of each other. (laughs) And we get down towards, like, the bottom part part of it. And my uncle shuts the door. And I, I said, I'm so scared right now. And he's like, I'm scared, too. And I said... I don't want to be in here anymore. And he said, yeah, me either. I think I saw something. And I was like, get out, get out. <laughs> so we ran up these like muddy steps and we were like beating on the door. Like, let us out, let us out. He's like, he's like, no, if I let you out, he's like, you won't get the $10. You got to stay there for 10 minutes. We said, no, we don't want it. Let us out. Like we're freaking out. So he starts laughing and he opens the door. And as he opens the door, like you can, like some of the light starts to come through and you can see down into there. And around where we were, there was, like, these potato roots sticking up out of the ground, and they looked like bony fingers. <laughs> and we were horrified. Like, it was so scary. Because we're just kids. We're, like, 12 and 10, and we're, like, scared to death. And I remember walking up out of that cellar, and I look over at that house next to us, and there's a woman standing in the window looking at me. And I blinked and I looked again and she was gone. And I said, there's a woman. And my uncle's like, 
no, there's not. And I said, yes, there was. There was a woman. Someone's in that house. And he said, no, there's not. He said, but if you want another chance to get $10, <laughs> he was like, you'll go in that house and you'll go to the top floor and you'll look out that front window at me and you'll stand there for 10 minutes. And I'm like, I don't do it. And he's like, you got to do it for $10. I said, okay, can I take someone? <laughs> he said, you can take someone with you. So I grabbed my youngest cousin because my brother absolutely refused to. He's like, no way, not doing it. I just came out of the bony cellar. Am I going in that house? <laughs> so my youngest cousin and I walk into the house and there are like cobwebs everywhere. There's like broken furniture and it looked like a tornado had swept through this house. Like it had been abandoned for years. Um, like the staircase itself, like half the steps were missing or caved in. So in order to get upstairs, I don't know why in the hell we even decided like, yeah, we're going to walk up the, like, the side of the staircase <laughs> that's still attached. That's super dangerous. So we decided like, yeah, we're going to, but there was like, seriously, you could hear like stuff moving around and there was snakes in that house. And I'm like, this is so unsafe. And thinking back now, I'm like, I was an idiot. Why did I ever walk in there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, $10. Like, I was a kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, we walk into this house, and it's just, it's so creepy. And it was like walking back into the past, but everything was broken. And start walking up the staircase. And part of it, like I said, was caved in. So we're like walking along the side and edge of the case that still had like wood attached. And we get up there and there's like two bedrooms and one bedroom is like closed off. Like the door is literally like it, it was nailed shut. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was creepy. And then the room right next to it that he told us to go into, we went into that room. And when we got in there, like every like all the windows and doors were open like this house was like you know it was pretty open to the elements like it was very mm -hmm. decayed inside and on in all honesty it reminds me if you ever watched uh it or uh, it chapter two oh i have not watched part two i have watched the first one so the first one, when they go to the house, um, is it like Nemore Street, something, Niebolt, Niebolt Street, I believe, the old, like, rickety-ass house where it lives. Mm. So that's what this house reminded me of, like, 100%. Like, every time I watch that movie now, I'm like, God, that reminds me of that old-ass house that we went in. But it's very creepy. So we get upstairs. And there was one window in that bedroom that was shut on, like, the uh, east side of, like, the room. But the window in front of us was open. And there was no curtains. Like, there was nothing in there. But we're standing in there. We're looking out the window at my uncle. And he said, you need to wave at me. So I waved at him. And he said, tell Colton to come up here and wave at me. So I'm like, Colton, come on. He walks up there and he waves at him. I'm like okay, now we just got to count to 60, 10 times and we can leave. <laughs> We're just standing there. And we started counting. I said, you got to count faster. I want to get out of here really fast. 
I was so scared because uh, as a kid, you don't really think about it, but I was yeah. just like, if we can't pass, we can get out of here faster. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how I work. But <laughs> I was just terrified. And we were saying, he kind of walked away and he's like, no, you got to come stay in the window. And I turned around and looked at Colton and I said, come up here. And when I did, the closet door next to him slammed shut. And we screamed, like, blood-girdling scream, like, screamed high-pitched like little babies. And we ran down the staircase and jumped over the holes in the stairs and literally knocked more holes in the stairs on our (laughs) way down and got the hell out of there. It was horrifying. And to this day, when I see him, he like, we'll get to talking and stuff. He's like, remember that one time that that door slammed shut in that old house? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Like, it is, <laughs> this is not a good memory for me. Like, let's move on. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was very scary as a kid. And not too many years after that, they actually tore that house down because it became like a hazard. Because <laughs> apparently some squatters tried to live in there, and I think somebody like got bit by a snake or something. I don't remember it was crazy, <laughs> but they they eventually tore that old house down. But yeah, it was uh, an experience for sure. And then afterwards, I found out by like my aunt, like just years later, talking about that experience with her and my cousin one night. They were like, "Yeah," she's like, "Yeah, uh, you know that like I had four family members that died in there, right?" And I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> she's like, "There's plenty of people that died in that house." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "No wonder it's so creepy." She's like, "Oh yeah." It was like, I never went in there. I knew it was haunted. <laughs> I was like, why the hell did you let us go in there? That, so, yeah. It reminds me, like, uh, at my, um, where my grandma and grandpa used to live, they lived in uh, Maysville. Well, Mason County. They lived closer to Maysville. Um, but where they lived for probably the longest time of when I was growing up, uh, they lived in this like it was like a double wide, but beside it was this old like a hundred years ago it was a mansion because I mean it's huge it's beautiful but like it was like derelict at this point <laughs> like I mean I always called it the Scooby Doo house growing up because I mean it looked like a house that you know the a um, monster would be in yeah um, yeah at the same time though. Um, it never gave me the creeps. Um, like we would go in it all the time. Uh, and I don't know, like, cause looking back at it now, I'm like, if any place should have like freaked me out, it should have been this place. <laughs> cause like go inside and there was like, um, there was like passages through the walls, like, you know, like servants, um, quarters, probably slave quarters, honestly. um, yeah. But, and that's another thing, like, it could have theoretically been on the Underground Railroad, because there's a lot of places in Mason County that were, um, but yet this house sits in the middle of, like, a shit ton of tobacco, <laughs> um, so more than okay, likely, yeah. and, like, I haven't looked at the history at all, so, I mean, this is just me theorizing, um, more than likely... This house was probably not part of the Underground Railroad, if I had to get. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, it should have creeped us out. 
because um, I mean it was like me, uh, my younger cousin. There's about four years between us, and then um, my sister and my other younger cousin. Um, there's about an eight and nine year difference there. Uh, but I mean we always played around it. Um, like we'd go in it, uh, given the chance. Which I mean, my grandma and grandpa they <laughs> basically used it as extra storage at some point, but uh. But yeah, I mean, and I say all this to say, you know, like, you have, like, creepy houses, like the one you're talking about. Um, I don't know, but then you have these others that, and and I feel like it goes, because it's something I've talked about on this before, I feel like a lot of paranormal stuff, um, and I'm using that to encompass, like, everything from, like, you know, ghosts to cryptids to UFOs to all that yeah. stuff. Um is very is tied to place um in one aspect or another um you know whether it's people whether it's like a legend coming about about that place whether it's you know people you know dying in said place something like that uh i don't know exactly what it is but place always seems huge huge factor in a lot of this stuff yeah and, I mean, that's the same way, like, the house that, well, one of the houses that my dad grew up in, he, uh, his mom was a trucker. She kind of traveled all over the place, and she was with this one guy for a while. They decided to buy this old house that was a church uh, that had been renovated into a home, like, into, like, an actual house. And my dad said that, like, for the first like few weeks, him and my uncle would wake up covered in cobwebs like all the time. And he was like, we were scared to sleep in our room. He was like, we were afraid we were going to get bit by a spider. Like it was very creepy. It scared us. And he said that like things progressively got worse and um, like their closet door would shake when it was closed. Like someone was trying to get out of it. He said they would hear screams in the house. And my grandma would run in and be like, what are you screaming for? And they're like, we didn't do it. Like, it happened all the time. Um, but eventually it kind of got to the climax where my dad uh, had this nightmare that this demon man came out of his closet and took a wire coat hanger and jammed it up through his belly button like a hook and was going to hang him up like on a hook. And when my dad woke up, he literally had a scar on his belly button and it was bleeding. And my uncle was asleep in the bed next to him and he was tossing and turning because apparently he was also having some type of night terror. But my grandma didn't officially move out for like, I guess, I think it, they were there for like a year or two. But when they finally moved out, it was because they were getting ready to call children's services on her because they would come to school with bruises and scratches all over them like they were being abused, even though nothing was hurting them. My dad said that it was all coming from the house. And he was like, when we moved, it never happened again. Um, do you know, like, like, how old was your dad at the time? I think he was close to, like, maybe eight or nine years okay. old. Around that age, he was pretty young. I know when you talked about it before, um, you said like poltergeist activity. 
And um, yeah, that's kind of what I thought it might have been, but he keeps saying it was demon possessed. Like that's what he always says. Well, the <clears throat> sorry, the reason I bring that up is um, there's in some of the stuff I've seen. I mean, I wouldn't say this is hard evidence by long, because I mean, when it comes to paranormal, there's like no hard evidence of anything. Um, but uh, a lot of people are beginning to link like poltergeist activity um with uh puberty uh for some reason like the energies stuff like they say a lot of poltergeist activity occurs like when somebody's going through puberty but i mean unless he was an early bloomer <laughs> like yeah. eight nine years old that's a little soon um well like the reason that he kind of thinks that it was like a demonic type of experience for him was because apparently that church that they renovated was like a cult church. Like it wasn't like oh. a like a <laughs> normal type of religion. Apparently they legit did like like animal sacrifices, they did like satanic worship and they didn't know about it until after they went to sell the house because <laughs> they hadn't lived there very long. And the lady's like, why do you want to sell it? My grandma was like, my kids, they're getting like killed. <laughs> Basically there's all kinds of shit going on. And like, she explained everything that's going on. She goes, Oh yeah, I probably should have told you that it was a satanic church. Oh my God. I'd fight a realtor <laughs> over something like that. Right. Like, you're supposed to disclose that information. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that happened to him. And, and, like you said, like a lot of things are tied to places. Mm -hmm. So like I 100% believe that. Like I had another experience um, whenever I first got married. Um, I lived in a house in Chillicothe, Ohio. And um, one morning I, I woke up and like I was just, it was like a real foggy type like like you're not quite dreaming mm -hmm. but you're also not fully awake it was just like that real groggy in between area and i saw this man standing above me as i'm laying in bed and then like he he was built like my husband at the time and like walked around the bed and walked out the door and i roll over and look and i see him like walk down the hallway but i just like, I didn't have my glasses on. Like, I wasn't paying attention fully. Like, I just couldn't see very well. And I was like, Riley, did you not go to work? And, like, I get up, and I went to the bathroom, and I walked through the house, and I'm looking, and I don't see him anywhere. So I called him. And I'm like, were you at work? Like, did you go to work today? He's like, I've been at work since 4 this morning or 5 this morning. And I'm like, what? Oh my God, there was a man in the house. And he's like, I'll be home in 10 minutes. <laughs> he didn't want to work anyway. <laughs> he's just like, I'll be home in 10 minutes. He came home and it was his lunch break anyway. Like it was close to that time or whatever. And he like runs through the house and looks everywhere like he's some kind of sniper or some kind of like, you know, badass. And he's like searching the house with the flashlight, looking everywhere. And I'm like, there's nothing here. I've already done this. <laughs> like you didn't have to do this. <laughs> like you don't have to do this. But. It was super creepy. And then, like, after that, it started happening, like, more frequently. Like, I didn't so much see him, but I felt like a presence in the house, mm -hmm. no matter where I was at. And then especially in the basement. 
the basement, it was a fully finished basement. It was absolutely gorgeous down there. Like everything was tile floor, very pretty. Um, the very well put together little house is really nice little gym in like a crack neighborhood. <laughs> and, um, I'm down in the basement and I'm like doing laundry and it always felt like someone was just hovering over my shoulder and I don't want people to hover over me anyway. It makes me a little uncomfortable, but especially to be close enough that you can breathe down my neck. And that's exactly what felt like happening. Like felt like it was happening. And like, I would often look over my shoulder and I don't know why I ever tempt fate that way. Cause on one of these days <laughs> I'm going to see something and have a stroke. I just know it. Like I'm going to pass out. I always do that. Though. I'm like, oh, did I see what I just think I felt? Like I always double look and I'm like, why do I do that to myself? Just let it go. I think but it's anyway. just a reaction in the moment. Like, because, you know, yeah. like that's usually not your first thought was like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm seeing something that's not there. You know, if exactly. you see something, you automatically assume like, oh, well, for better or worse, like yeah. you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hell was that? So, yeah, I mean, I always felt like something was down there. So for me, like I used to sing all the time. I did karaoke. I sang in church growing up like. I just, I love to sing and it would relax me. I felt more comfortable. So I started singing when I was home by myself. I sang all day long. Like my vocal cords were great at that time. Like, <laughs> I sang all the time. I would walk up and down the stairs. I would sing all the whole time that I was doing laundry. I was standing downstairs and it had, it also had great acoustics down there because everything was like aisle. And there was hardly any furniture down there. So I would just freaking build it, you know? And I, I felt safe. Like, nothing bothered me. And I just sang all the time. Nothing bothered me at all. And I love country music. That's what I sang the most of was country music. And if I sang that, at that time, I was really religious. I went to church a lot. And I would sing, like, gospel music if, uh, like, I was really sad that day or something like that was bothering me to kind of try to uplift my spirits. So... Anytime, like, I felt scared or nervous, I would just do that thing, and it wouldn't bother me. And then uh, whenever my husband was down there, he would get terrified to sit down there by himself. He never would sit in the basement by himself. He said that there was something down there. He's like, there's something down there. It's creeping me out. I'm not sitting down there. Will you come down and watch a movie with me? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't want to sit down there either. <laughs> Like, I don't even want to go to damn laundry. Like, no way. But, like, it, it was very creepy. And, um, like, he rarely ever was downstairs. But when he was by himself, things would get, like, thrown across the room. Like, in the other room. Because the, the main living room area that was down there and the um, laundry room were two separate rooms. And things would go flying across the laundry room. Uh, things would fall off of like the shelving unit inside the shower and, and on the shelf, like in the sink area a lot in the bathroom, no explanation things. You would hear stuff moving in the garage. And one day he actually thought there was someone in our garage. And we, like I said, we lived in a crackhead neighborhood. So like <laughs> I didn't expect anything less, but it, he would literally walk in the garage and there was nothing there. Like no one. So, I mean, it happened frequently. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we split up, 
my grandma actually had her in with us like a few months before we actually separated because I kind of thought it was going to happen. But I was like, I'm going to need somebody to help me pay these bills. <laughs> my grandma was <laughs> like, I'll come help you. So she moved in with us. And while we were there, I took her out to eat lunch one day at Red Lobster. And we're sitting there. And this lady's like, oh, what can I do for you? Blah, blah, blah. Took our order. And she came back. She was a real sweet lady. And she lingered like way longer than any other waitress should and she just like talked for a bit and uh she's she's like uh somehow got on the topic of got any plans for this weekend i think is what it was and i said yeah we're moving back to otway ohio and she's like oh she was like she was like is that where you're from and i was like yeah i was like we're heading back that way i was like right now We've been living on Eastern, like right off Eastern Avenue for a while, blah, blah, blah. She was like, where at off Eastern Avenue? And I said, uh, on um, uh, Cox Street. And she's like, uh, or Cox Avenue. She's like, 715. And it floored me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, do you live at 715 Cox Avenue? And my grandma looked at me, and I looked at her, and I looked at the lady, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. And she's like, that used to be my home. And I felt like the blood just drained from my body. Like, I was so cold. I was so freaked out. It was so surreal for me. And she's like, she was like, yeah, my husband and I, that was our first purchase. She was like, that was our first big home purchase together. And she was like, we were so proud of that house. He put so much work into it. And she's like, that basement is finished now. The girl that bought it from us, she really, she really fixed it up nice. She was like, but at the time it was just my husband's workshop and that was his favorite place to be. And I was like, what happened to your husband? And uh, I was like, where does he work now? Or something like that. She goes, oh, he passed away. And I just felt this lump in my throat. And I was like, real <laughs> she's like yeah he passed away several years ago she was like he died of cancer she was like uh don't worry it wasn't in the house and i was like are you sure it wasn't in the house and i just kind of looked at her i'm like because uh she's like well i don't want to freak you out and i'm like well we're moving now so it really doesn't matter <laughs> she's like okay so yeah he did she's like i'm sorry she's like he passed away in the house and she was like, it was in our bedroom. And I said, was it the front main bedroom on the front side of the house? She's like, yeah. I was like, I knew it. Like, I just knew it. I was like, I'm so sorry for your loss. I was like, I'm sure he was a very kind man. She's like, yeah, he just, he was just a good old country boy. He loved his music, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, she gave away so much information to be a waitress i was like this is the most surreal thing i've ever had happen to me in my life and my grandma she walked by my grandma and said oh my god i said we gotta get the hell out of the house <laughs> and so <laughs> that that day we actually went home like back to that house we got there and my grandma said oh, i don't even know if i want to go back in that house i said i don't want to go either <laughs> i said we're going though we got to we got to pack our clothes so we ended up going in and packing a bag and getting everything ready for the next day. Cause we were like, we ain't staying no more than one more night here. And we laid down 
on the couch together because we were so scared to sleep in our own separate rooms after that. And we shared a couch together that night. And that next morning, we got up. We grabbed the bags that we packed the day before. We didn't even brush our teeth. We got the <laughs> hell out of that house. It was terrifying. Grandma's like, can I make some coffee? I'm like, nope, we'll get it at the house. Come on. <laughs> we'll get it in our way. It's staying here no longer. It was creepy. It was very creepy. We played the TV all night long because we were scared to death to hear anything. It was scary. But yeah, he was tied to that house. Like, that was his home. That was his first home. That was his place. And that weekend when my mom and I went back to uh, pack everything up, I was dreading it the whole way there. Like, I did not want to have to go back in that house because it freaked me out. And uh, we got there. My mom's like, I have a weird vibe. I was like, yeah, it's okay. I was like, no worries. Let's just go in and get stuff done. We'll get out of here. I was like, we don't have much to pack. She's like, uh, okay. And she's acting real funny. And we get up to the living room. We open the door. And she says, I need you to step back out on the porch. I'm like, what? She's like, I need you to step back out on the porch. I'm like, okay. So I walked back out on the front porch, and I left the door cracked open so I could hear what she was saying. And she walked into the kitchen area, and she says, you need to leave her alone. She was like, she is heartbroken. She is having so much trouble right now. We are packing up, and we are moving her out, and you can have this house to yourself. She was like, but today, you need to leave her alone. And I was like, is she talking to that ghost? <laughs> like, what is she doing? And I walked back in, and I was like, what's going on? She's like, he won't bother you today. And I didn't even tell her that there was a man in the house. Like, never once did I tell her that I seen any of that. And she's like, he's not going to bother you today. She was like, he's going to leave you alone. She's like, don't worry about it. We're going to get you packed up, and he can have his house. She's like, he doesn't want you to leave. She's like, he likes you being here. He doesn't want you to leave. That's why he's lingering. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I sat there and sang the whole time we packed everything up. And I sang you one last song and then went the hell out of that house. <laughs> I was over it. It was creepy. Like, stuff like that. Like, I, to me, especially with the waitress, you know, like, to me, that'd be... <laughs> Like, yeah, it'd be creepy, but at the same time, like, super validating. Like, it's almost like, okay, I'm not crazy. <laughs> like, like yeah. there's precedence for, you know, some weird shit to be going on. Um, yes. And then, you know, with your mom walking in and just addressing it like that, I oftentimes wonder, you know, if, like, because it seems like it worked that day. And I've heard other times of it working. I've heard times of it not working. Um, but it makes me think like, you know, some of these things, uh, these entities, energies or whatever you want to call them, um, you know, I legit think that some may not even realize either, you know, they may not realize what they're doing. Um, they may not even realize what they are. And, you know, sometimes it just takes being super upfront because a lot of people, like you said, you know, you pretend like you don't see it and you pretend it's not there. Um, but you know, when you, and I think that addressing is a double-edged sword, um, because 
you know, some stuff may not realize it, and then yet some stuff wants to be addressed. Um, it wants to know that you know it's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I've heard a creepy ass story about something like that. It's a uh, on a podcast called Spooked. Um, that runs like through October, and uh, basically, this dumbass guy had brought like a um. Some kind of idol home that he found in like a fucking Walmart parking lot. Just brought it home. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was like a creepy one too. And I was like, hmm, oh, no. And they. It's just, a, it's just a sculpture of a demon, I'm sure. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to, like, you know, try to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had all this weird shit start happening in their house. Like, and him and his um, girlfriend. Like, he said, like, they would never speak about it in the house. He said they would just, like, they would leave the house and drive around and talk about it. But once they got inside, they never acknowledged it. And he said, and one night, he was um, playing games or something, and he took his headphones off because he heard something. And then, um, and then uh, he thought it was his girlfriend. And uh, he, so he addressed it, you know. He said, like, can you, can you stop? And then he heard a voice say, um... So you can hear me. And he said, and then he know, and uh, then like, it was just like a menacing silence after that. I was like, I'd have burned that bitch down. Like, <laughs> you could not yeah, pay that me. That house would have been ashes. <laughs> I probably would have. I, I don't like to, I don't like to hear things like that. And I've had something similar, but not the same, like kind of happen. Like, I, <laughs> I was having a nightmare one night about my brother. And I dreamt that we were at this roundhouse and that like these clubs were trying to kill him. And like, it looked like they were trying to kill him at first, but they were like torturing him. And then they were trying to like possess him with this demon. And I dreamt that like the only thing I could do was like start shouting like, uh, like Bible verses at this thing, and like at the time I was 18 years old, like I was really heavy into church and all that stuff, and like that was the only thing I could do. And I woke up uh, in a cold sweat, like I was my, I mean, I was freezing cold, and I was sweating profusely. My heart was racing, like I was crying because I was so afraid that something was going to happen to my brother. And my brother and I are extremely close, and He's an oddball, but he's my oddball, and I would do anything for that kid. <laughs> he's not even a kid. He's two years younger than me, but he's still, he's, like, my best friend. And anyway, I was just, like, panicked for him. And uh, I was laying there, and I hear something, and it felt like it was right next to my left ear. And it sounded like growling in my ear. And I look over, and there's nothing there. And I just started like praying. And that was the only thing I could do at the time was pray. And I prayed out loud. And my I actually woke my grandma up and she put her hand on me and immediately started praying too because she knew something was immediately wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like the weirdest thing, but it never happened again. And I told my brother about it that next morning when we finally like officially everybody was up. And I'm like, you're not going to believe what happened last night. I had this dream. Oh, but I was like, I'm scared that you're going to die or you're going to get demon possessed. He's like, I'm going to church Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) 
we both ended up going to church Sunday. We were scared to death. Like, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Like, it was horrifying for me. Oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't do the talking to me thing. That always freaks me out. Like, yeah, I've, I will sense stuff. Like, I might see something, especially, like, shadow. That seems like to be the one thing that I catch the most of. But, like, if you talk to me, oh, hell no. I will lose it. <laughs> I feel like that's the last straw. Mm. Like, <laughs> at that point, I would probably just admit myself to a hospital and be like, medicate me, I need it now. <laughs> Something's talking to me. I think it's schizophrenic. Well, like, yeah, I know it was... Uh, I mean, Very scary. the only time I think I've ever been talked to by something I can't explain is it just said my name. Um, and it was at like, I mean, for those of you listening, and I don't know if you've listened to the first episode anyway, but like, I go into detail about the one experience, which it's multiple experiences, but it was in such a short time that I just call it like, just I just lump it all together. Um, but like, like something whispered, I was in the house alone, uh, laying on my bed and, um, I mean, it was like somebody walked up to me, leaned over and whispered my name. Uh, and like, for some reason that didn't creep, like it creeped me out, but at the same time, like not super bad, I guess, (laughs) cause, um, I mean, I've heard like my mom like yelling my name from upstairs when nobody's home, um, and my hearing is shit anyway. <laughs> so I just figured yeah. I was just you know hearing things in my own head. Um, um, but yeah, I'm like you. Like, if anything, no, don't don't talk to me. You can pop up. You can spook me that way. If you talk to me though, um. I'm bringing out the holy water or, right. you know, <laughs> or torch <laughs> or just, yeah. just burning Something. the place down. <laughs> yeah. So I totally understand that. It, it does creep me out. The, uh, like most of the stuff for me is like, like I said, it's shadows or like noises. Like mm-hmm. I'll hear noises, but I've never heard anything like, really full-on talk to me uh and i don't want to so you know <laughs> so if you got if you ghost please demons don't. whatever listen yeah yeah please don't <laughs> just write it on a piece of paper slide it across the yeah. table i don't want to talk to you though i might lose my mind <laughs> but like i remember like i was 15 and my grandma and mom went to go see my grandma's sister mary Catherine. she was real sick she's about to pass away and my mom was like do you want to go I'm like nah I'm gonna stay here I was like I don't feel like going like I'm just gonna hang out here in the living room and she's like well okay be that way I was like okay I will be (laughs) and my brother (laughs) he was upstairs at the time or I thought he was upstairs that's where his bedroom was my bedroom was also upstairs, but I never slept in my bedroom. <laughs> I slept with my grandma because I was a huge chicken until I got married. And then I've never slept by myself, like, ever. The longest I slept by myself was when Garrett was away at uh, Fort Polk, Louisiana for training. And I had to be at New York by myself for, like, a month. And we were in this new, 
like apartment that we bought or that we were renting and it was super creepy but I didn't ever see anything in that house it was just creepy to be by myself because mm-hmm. like our uh like the doors like in our like our closet doors in our bedroom we had like big sliding doors they had mirrors on them so I could always see myself when I was laying in bed and I was terrified I hated that <laughs> freaking oh. out and that was his side of the bed or that was originally my side of the bed and then when he came back he's like I want this side but I said thank you take it mm. and let's get over to the very end of the bed because I was scared to death to lay there freak me out I'm just a big chicken but this one time I at home and uh, my brother apparently decided to last minute to go with my mom and grandma as they were pulling out of the driveway. He gets in the car with them. I thought that he was still upstairs this whole time. So I'm sitting there on the floor. I'm kind of just, you know, playing around, doing my thing, whatever, like just chilling there. And I hear him like, well, I, I say him, I hear something upstairs and it opened the upstairs door shut the upstairs door, walk down the stairs, through the dining room, and into the kitchen, and then went out the screen door that was extremely loud. If you open that door, it would slam shut, and, like, the glass on it would vibrate, like, you would hear it. It was a really old, old door, and did not have the little um, resistance, like, chain at the top attached to it to keep it from slamming, so it always would slam shut, and, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I thought for sure it was him, like 100% thought it was him. I just thought he went outside. And then not too long after that, like, I hear that door open and shut again. Someone walked through the back, like through the kitchen, walked right behind me through the dining room, and then went right back up the stairs and shut the door. I thought nothing of it. Like, I never once even turned around. I was sitting there watching TV. And <laughs> what do you want to guess I was watching? Well, when I was a kid, I loved Ghost Hunters. So I sat and watched Ghost Hunters <laughs> on the TV this whole time. And I'm just, like, really involved in it. This was, like, the original, like, Ghost Hunters show. On, mm-hmm. I think it was on Sci-Fi. And uh, they drove around in their Ghostbuster van. Like, it was so funny. Those guys crack me up now. But <clears throat> anyway, I'm, like, sitting there. And I hear the upstairs door open again, but I didn't hear it shut. And I heard someone take off running down the stairs and then run back up. And then nothing, nobody shut the door. And I turn around because my mom always, her and my dad both would bitch at us and shut the upstairs door. Like all the time. And I turned around and I looked and I was like, hey, shut the door. Nothing. So I waited a few minutes. I walk upstairs and I walk into like, I said, Timmy, shut the door nothing i walk into his room nothing nobody's in there i looked at my mom's room nobody's in there i looked in the spare bedroom no one was there no one was in my room that junk room that used to be a bathroom upstairs no one was in there and then i ran down the stairs real fast and i shut the door behind me and went and looked in all the rooms downstairs and i i was very brave about it for some reason because uh (laughs) i looked everywhere in that house i looked outside I could have swore that it was him and he was nowhere to be found. And I got on the phone and I called my friend John because my mom didn't have cell service. We live out in BFE and I called my friend John. I'm like, John, John, something's in my house. I'm scared. He's like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. 
thing. It's a ghost. He's like, you're crazy. He's like, I'll be there in five minutes. And I, I'm like, come get safe, me. I'm scared. Mom's not here by myself. And I honestly thought I lost Timmy. Like, I was like, I got Timmy. Like, I'm panicking because I'm thinking like, oh my God, I've lost my brother. But turns out I walk outside to wait for John on the porch. And here wheels in my mom and my grandma and my little brother's in the back seat. And I about lost it. And when my mom gets out of the car, I'm, like, shaking. And I'm, like, you're not going to believe what happened to me. Oh, my God. And I, like, told her the whole story. And she was, like, it's probably just your family coming to visit you check on you. <laughs> she was calm and cool as a cucumber. Like, it was, uh, you know, just my cousin here hanging out. <laughs> like, no. Something was in the fucking house. <laughs> Scared me to death. So, that was absolutely horrifying like everything else that i've experienced just <laughs> stuck with me my whole life i probably should see therapists about these this <laughs> <laughs> is therapy right <laughs> yeah uh, see something like, like that, that yeah something like that makes me think about um i don't know it seems like any more hearing about us living in you know, the possibility of us living in a simulation. Um, I mean, they're saying it's like 50-50 shot now. Uh, but, you know, like, because you think Timmy's home this whole time, and so, you know, you expect to hear things. And it's like, yeah, whoever's running this just forgot to, you know, take out the parts of, you know, like they edited out the visuals, but not the audio. <laughs> like, exactly. Like that like, uh, stuff's just crazy to me. Like, ah. Uh. I mean, it was bizarre because it was plain as day. Footsteps, doors shutting, doors opening, like the whole nine yards. And uh, I've never in my life since then experienced anything to like that effect of things actually moving and doing that. Mm -hmm. If I were to experience that, like now that I've not had like a, like a real full experience of something and for like ever, I would probably have a meltdown. <laughs> so that's the last thing I need on my plate right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's terrifying. Um, I mean, I don't even I don't know, like, I've I've seen some really weird shit. Like, on my 17th birthday, we, <laughs> I had a huge birthday party. Like, we had, like, a dunk tank. We had a bonfire. Like, we did a lot of crazy weird shit at my house. And we had all kinds of, like, cookout and party and stuff. And all my friends had, that I went to church with at the time, they're, like, sitting around. And we're all telling ghost stories and trying to scare each other around this bonfire. And they're, like, hey why don't we go up to baby cemetery tonight? And I'm like, that's a good idea. Like an idiot. And <laughs> all 17 of us hop into one truck and I'm not even exaggerating. There were seven people inside the cab of the truck. One person was sitting on another person's lap. And then in the bat, like in the bed of the truck, there were 10 of us sitting in the bed of the truck. <laughs> and it was Midnight, we were like, okay, midnight, we're going to go up to Baby Cemetery. We're going to sit there and watch. Well, Baby Cemetery is this really 
old cemetery. That's not the official name of it. That's just what everybody calls it back home. But it's on the very top of this ridge, all the way up Beach Fork Holler, going over Peach Mountain into Adams County. And this cemetery is like 1800s old, if not older. And apparently a family that lived up on that mountain at one point in time, um, they had all became very ill. They had several children. I think they actually had like a set of twins. Like there were a lot of younger kids in the family. Well, the whole family got sick and they all died. And they ended up burying the whole family in this little cemetery. Well, they always said that you could like, at late at night, you could hear like kids laughing or kids crying or giggling. Or you would see little kids run through the cemetery. So we're like, oh yeah, we're going to go up and spook ourselves. Well, we get up there and... It's midnight. Like, well, it's a little after midnight because we left my house at midnight, like a bunch of fools. And we get up there, and it's like 20-minute drive, so it's almost 1230. And we get up to the top of the mountain. We're sitting on this little one-car gravel road next to the cemetery. All the lights are turned off. Like, all the truck's turned off. Everything's turned off. And... My friend is flashing a flashlight around looking to see if he sees anything. And it got so cold all of a sudden. And this was actually right before he had turned the truck off. It had dropped 10 degrees in a matter of seconds. And there was no wind blowing, like, at all. It just sudden freezing cold. Like, it's August. And everybody's, like, shaking. We're like, oh, my God, it's so cold up here. And he shuts his truck off so we can hear to see if we see anything. Because we're like, okay, something's going to happen, you know. Well, one guy starts flashing his light around looking. And he all these little tombstones had like little tiny, like they look like rocks, tombstones. But they all had a little white flag on a stick sticking out of the ground next to him as markers so you could see them. And one of the flags looked like it was pulled taut, like completely tight, straight. Like someone had just like held it on both ends with both hands, like pulled it tight. And when we all witnessed it, everyone in the truck witnessed it. We all screamed, turn the truck on, Ben, turn the truck on, we're leaving. So we turned the truck on like he does. And we go flying down this road faster than lightning. And half of us in the back of the truck, I didn't think we we're going to make it home. Like we all about <laughs> got flipped out of that truck. It was terrifying. And after that, I was scared to go up there. But my grandmother lived right at the bottom of Peach Mountain. Like, at the end of Beach Fork Holler, it takes you into Peach Mountain area. And she lived, like, right after you crossed the second creek up Beach Fork Holler. And we would go up and spend, like, a few uh, days with her, like, out of the month and kind of hang out on a Sunday or a Saturday or something. We'd just, like... We'd walk up and down the road all the time. Well, you could walk six miles up that road past her house and not even be at the bottom of Peach Mountain yet. And along that road, like just those six miles, there were three other like cabins that were roundhouses for witchcraft. Because apparently there were some people up that way that actually practiced witchcraft and satanic worship. And she, like, every time we walked past it, you would get cold chills. And it was clear up on top of hills. Like, you could see them up on mm -hmm. top of the hill. But 
we weren't even close to him. And he would just get this weird, creepy vibe every time. And she's like, do you want to walk up there? And one day I was like, yeah, let's walk up there. And my dad walked up there with us. Like, we were all together as family. I was like, well, if dad's here, we're safe. And we, we walked up there together. And the roundhouse itself, like, had caught on fire at some point. Because that was the only reason that we actually walked up there is because she says somebody had burned it down, like, not too long ago. And it's like, that's weird. But we get up there and like it was like it had most of it had burned down. But in the center of the floor, it had a five star pentagram with a circle. And then there was blood in the center of it. And there was like animal bones laying all over the place up there. It was really creepy. So somebody legit was practicing some type of like sacrifice, like, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. But it was very creepy. And my cousin told me about one that was further up on top of the hill on Peach Mountain, across from the cemetery. And he's like, yeah, we went up there one time with some horses, and we got all the way up there, and it spooked the horses, and the horses ran back down the hill, and it creeped them out. But after we walked up there, he's like, that cabin is, you know, it's evil, blah, blah, blah. He's like, there was body parts inside of jars in the cabin and everything. And I'm like, what? I'm like, there's no way. Like, you're full of crap. And... <laughs> Apparently, one of the guys that he supposedly went with was like, yeah, no, I'll take you guys up there sometime. Well, this was probably a few months after the whole baby cemetery episode. And I'm like, okay. I was like, sure, we'll go up there. I'm not scared. And I was terrified. (laughs) I was like, I'm not scared. Well, my brother was like, I'll go with you. And I said, you're dang right you're going with me. I was like, you better bring your ball bat. He was like, I will. So we get all geared up, all of us. Like, we're in our hiking gear because you got to hike almost a mile up this, like, little road, if not more, to get to where it's at. It might even be, like, three miles up this, like, little, like, four-wheeler trail to get to that cabin. But it's very rocky, and it's very uneven ground. It's, like, very rough terrain. And I was the whole way, like, just building up the courage to leave my house was a battle and then we got in the trucks and we all take up like take off up the road and i kept looking at my brother on the way up and he was fidgeting like the whole time just fidgeting i'm like this is not good like i had a bad feeling well it was dark when we left it was like 10 o'clock when we left my house and maybe it might even been closer to midnight but it was very dark when we left and I was very scared. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I was very scared. And on the way up the road, after we got past my grandma's house, we went a few miles further up the road, and you started seeing what looked like faces carved into trees. Like, how freaking weird is that? Like, it was horrifying. Like, it just looked like scary faces carved into trees. And my brother's like, do you see that? And I'm like, don't talk about it. We just kept going, and we would turn the corner again because it was a very curvy road up there, like extremely curvy. And we would see another one on the opposite side of the road, and then we'd see another one, and I'm like, I don't, I don't like this at all. And I just, I had a death grip so tight on the steering wheel that my, my knuckles were white, and, like, I was so cold and scared. I just thought we were going to, like, I don't know. I, I was expecting something to happen, but I wasn't sure what. But I knew it was going to be bad. Like, I had a very deep sense of dread and like a really just bad 
like horrible gut feeling something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we get up there and we parked the truck and we drove last. Like we followed everybody else up there because I didn't know where we were going. And we get up there and we pull in and it is dead silent. Like you don't even hear crickets. And we're in the middle of the woods. And I look at my brother and I said, are you okay? He's like, no. I said, what's wrong? He's like, we can't do this. We got to go home. I said, why? He's like, because we're going to die if we don't. And I said, what? (laughs) He's like, we're going to die if we don't leave. I said, okay, let's go. Let's go. So we immediately let the other two boys who were in the truck with us out of the truck. We get right back in the truck. We're like, all right, guys, have fun. We'll see you later. And they're like, what? Where did that work? Why? And we we put it in reverse, Terry. We got a hell out of there. <laughs> we were hightailing it out of there. And we got back on the road, and we're flying, like, down this curvy-ass mountain. And as we're going, there are faces carved in the other sides of the trees. And you would turn a corner and see one and it would scare you to death. And at one point, my brother can attest to this, we were driving and, I mean, we were flying. And it's just this black thing flew out in front of the truck and I didn't even get a real glimpse of what it was, but it looked like, to me, it looked like a black cloak just flew in front of the truck really fast, like mm-hmm. a piece of material or something. Because it was very flowy, but it just, it was so fast that it, it, it wasn't natural whatsoever. Yeah. It freaked me the hell out. And I was like, did you see that? And he's like, oh. I was like, what was that? He said, that's the Grim Reaper. And I screamed. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we kicked it up to 75, buddy. We were going so fast. I thought I was going to tear up my tires running through that freaking creek bed. And when we got like over the two creeks, because there was no bridge there. You literally just drove through the creek to get out of the, the holler. And we had to go through two creeks to get out of the holler. And we got out of there. We got back to my cousin's house at the very end. And no sooner than we pulled in, my dad pulls in. And he's like, where the hell were you? We're like, we're sorry. We got scared. We couldn't go up there. We, like, apologized for leaving the house at almost midnight. And (laughs) told him, you know, we're heading home right now. We got too scared. We were too chicken to go up there. Something bad's going to happen. It's so scary. Blah, blah, blah. We both had a really bad feeling. He's like, good, get your asses home. So we got home and it was probably a few hours later. It was like closer, almost probably close to three in the morning. And I hear this knock on the door and it's like, like very like strong knock, like fast knocking. And I walk over and Andrea, the girl that was with us, she was stayed with the party that was there. And she was like, oh, my God, you're never going to believe what happened. Let me in the house. I'm so scared. I don't want to be out here. And I let her in the house because she was staying with us at the time. And she told us that they got up there. And I didn't know it until later, but GE, uh, General Electric, is right on the other side of the hill for where all this took place. Like there's signage up there everywhere that says like, you know, do not cross this path. Like they literally can shoot you if you cross into their, their property. Um, but they sometimes will do, I guess like a power surge. And when they do, it can shut off like cell phones and flashlights and things like that. And I had no idea that that was a thing, but apparently it was. 
And when they got up there to the top of the uh, the ridge, like within sight of the cabin, as soon as they flashed light on it, all their lights went dead. And then their phones didn't work. And then they started hearing things like running towards them. And then they started getting hit with rocks and they got chased out of the, the, uh, the woods. They got chased all the way back to the truck and they don't know what was chasing them, but they said it sounded like people were laughing and chasing them and chanting at them and it scared them to death. Being... I was like, Oof. yeah, I was like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I told my friend, I said, I'm so glad that we didn't go because I would have died. I'm way too fat to outrun <laughs> these people. <laughs> I was like, I would have died. He's like, we both would have died. He's like, I wouldn't have let, you know, Get stuck there by yourself. I was like, well, thanks. But <laughs> for real, like, it was serious. Like, it scared them to death. She was terrified. She's like, I'll never go up there again. I'll never go. And she had nightmares for weeks after that. It really bothered her. But yeah, it was extremely creepy. <sighs> I wouldn't, you, you could not pay me enough money to go back up there again. <laughs> <laughs> ever one what? my car tires definitely couldn't handle it anymore <laughs> but two like my sanity no way like yeah. hell no i think woods stories bother me the most because <laughs> a like yeah because yeah, like, that's, that's all there is like where i'm at right now <laughs> like, i know <laughs> i know oh man <laughs> that's the, I guess that's the one good thing about living like in, in the city because <laughs> you know, you might have some bushes, but there's not a whole lot of trees around. But yeah, going back is creepy now. Like every time I have to pass a holler, I think about that. That creeps me out. And I actually had to drive right past that place. Well, not last summer, but the summer before last. And my grandma was having a 4th of July party at her house. And I was kind of hesitant about going because I hadn't seen that side of the family in a while. And I was like, oh, man, like, I really don't want to drive up that holler. My car's not going to make it. My uncle's like, oh, no, we'll meet you there at the church. We'll pick you up. I said, okay, that sounds good. Well, I got to the church and kept waiting for him to get there. And it was like an hour before they showed up. And when they finally got to where I was, they were like, we're sorry, but the creek was washed out on that side and you couldn't get through at all because it would have bottomed out all of our vehicles, even the truck. So instead, like, they, you couldn't even hardly take a backhoe down in that freaking creek any, anymore, apparently. Like, it was bad. He's like, so we had to drive the long way around. We had to take Peach Mountain. And I was like, what? Oh, no. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you'll just, you can follow us back. That way you can leave whenever you want because we're all going to drink. And I was like, oh. So I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I followed them from the church all the way down, like through Adams County and around. And that was a 45 minute drive in and of itself almost. And when we got to the top of Peach Mountain, it felt like the wind was knocked out of me. I was like, I hate this place. And we passed Baby Cemetery and I seen the flags. And I felt like, uh, just, it felt like my chest was so heavy. And then I looked off to the right and there was the road that took you up to the cabin. Just 
not even a few yards away from the cemetery itself. Like it was all right there together. And I didn't realize how close it was to each other until I seen it in daylight. But it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and we ended up making it to my grandma's. And then uh, I was there for a while. And we had kind of talked about a few things. And I uh, had asked her about some of the roundhouses. And she's like, yeah, no. She's like, somebody rebuilt that roundhouse up there that burnt down. I was like, they're still practicing that up here? She's like, yeah. It's like, that's scary. My dad's like, yeah, it's even worse now that no fire departments can get to them unless they go all the way over Peach Mountain. He's like, then it's going to take them 30 minutes to get over here. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> so at the end of the trip, I had I ended up making my dad drive me all the way back to the church. <laughs> and I made my cousin <laughs> follow us because I was not driving over that mountain when it got dark. I was like, no way. You're driving me. <laughs> I ain't doing it. We actually left right as the sun was starting to set. I was like, we're getting the hell out of here. <laughs> I was like, I don't care how many beers you've had. Get in that damn driver's seat. We're going. <laughs> I was scared to death. Oh, it was horrible. <sighs> so scary. There died a, something natural, like a, a wreck. Right. Fucking, who knows? Some, the mom possession. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, there was always rumors that there was like witches and like Satan worshipers and like as a kid, those things are so scary. <laughs> Even now I'm like, that's really discomforting. Like that's that's pretty you know. You do what you do, you boo, but I don't want no part of it. Don't yeah. make it my business. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, it was. I mean, nowadays, to me, I hope my parents don't hear me say this, or they'll kick me out. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, I especially like, I guess Satanism, um, because they've been in the news, um, a lot in the past couple of years, just because. Oh yeah. Um, as for. Uh, to me, good reasons, like, you know, they're kind of showing how, um, you know, like, and I'm not trying to get political, but like, yeah. uh, you know, like, if you want to bring church into politics, then you got to bring them all and we're out here, you know, like, yeah. you know, bring us on, <laughs> let us come in. <laughs> like, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, a, it's hilarious to me. And, uh, and I think that's neat. So I think like, but, you know, at the same time, I still very much think, you know, say any religion, you know, you got offshoots, you got denominations, you got, you know, so while in one facet we got, you know, this um, politically aware and conscious and very much in the news form of Satanism, uh, you know, I still think there can definitely be offshoots of that um, and practices that are a lot more nefarious, I guess would probably be the word. Um, and, you know, don't have people's best interests in mind. But, I mean, like, I got a lot of woods around where I'm at. And, I mean, the woods are something that have never really scared me. Um, yeah, me either until then. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, yeah, and that's kind of what I was getting at. But, you know, like, I've never had an experience that, I mean, I've read about plenty of experiences that I'm like, hmm, you know, maybe I, yeah, I always need to at least take somebody with me. But, like, but, like, yeah. you know, as far as, like, being alone in the woods or anything, like, it's never something that's bothered me. Like, I walk around here at night, I take my dogs out, like, I usually try to take them out for the last time around 10 or 11, which, you know, isn't super late, but I've taken them out at, like, 2 and 3 before, and, I mean, I'll hear stuff, but, you You've know. taken them out during the real witching hour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear stuff then, and I'm just like, oh, well, you know, there's plenty of critters, and, and that's what I'm always going to think, unless something, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably a possum or a raccoon, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I tell myself in the morning when I walk out to my car to go to work. I might hear something. It sounds like a leaf or like a stick breaking. I'm like, it's just a big raccoon. <laughs> I just walk into my car. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, where's my knife? <laughs> just in case if it's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> We don't even live in like a like a bad town, <laughs> yeah. but I'm still like you know, this ain't taking no chances. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, and I think you know, people can be more fucked up than any kind of like paranormal thing. Like, oh, absolutely, and honestly, like, and since I've been with Garrett, like he's even told me he's like. You shouldn't be scared of stuff like that. It's not real. And I'm like, you don't know. You never had it. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you've never experienced that. Don't tell me what I know. <laughs> it's okay. But he's like, you should be more afraid of people that you can see. Yeah. He was like, that's the stuff that can really hurt you. And I'm like, he's not wrong. I mean, they can physically harm you, even though, like, you know, my dad's like, oh, I had this experience. I know people who have been touched, like, by a spirit and i'm like that's creepy like i never had them physically touch me well i did once i guess when that one touched me in the shower when i was a kid like grabbed my arm but other than that i've never had that so i feel like you know i don't know it was to me it's like you've never experienced it you know you really don't understand yeah like yeah, because like you just have to open your mind to it, mm-hmm. I guess, to really understand it. But yeah, it's it's very um, very hard to explain it. Like I usually just don't talk about it to him because he just he doesn't. He's never had that experience. Like mm-hmm. I mean, now he's more comfortable. Like listening to me talk about stuff, but I still am like guarded because <laughs> I'm like. Uh, like I'm not gonna bother. They just fucking think I'm crazy. I ain't doing two divorces now. <laughs> <laughs> you leave this time, you're dead. <laughs> We're not doing that. But no, it's um, yeah. I I don't know. Like I hadn't had anything in nearly ten years, <laughs> and like happened like anything like that since he and I were together mm. until <laughs> two months ago. I say Garrett scares most of them off. 
I'm sure he does. He's very dude. intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could go sass, but like, he, he's very intimidating. So I would be afraid to haunt him too, but but I would do it. <laughs> but, but no, like two months ago, um, I was at my mom's house in Portsmouth, Ohio, and I was uh, getting stuff. Um, packed up after some photo shoots and it was uh, like it was, I think I'm pretty sure it was like a Sunday afternoon but anyway I was going through and I was getting some stuff together and I had bought her like this antique mirror that I found at a uh, antique store and it had like this really ornate like trim around it well she decided she wanted to paint it black and I was like okay whatever do you but she painted it black for like um she does a lot of parties and she did like this witch's tea party at her house and all of her friends and all of like us cousins and stuff we all dressed up like witches and wore witches hats and we all bought brought booms and like you know goofed her out at her house it was just a really fun little like halloween party that we had with all the girls and uh, she painted that mirror black for that had it hung up in the hallway next to all the brooms and uh she now has it hanging in her upstairs hallway next to her bathroom door and it's angled just so that way you can almost see her bedroom uh if you're looking at it from her bedroom door you can almost see and it's kind of creepy so anyway i was walking past that and out of the corner of my eye i see what looks like someone following me and i turned around and looked and I didn't see it. I didn't see anything. And I was like, it's just an optical illusion through that mirror. That's all it is. And that's what I told myself. I was just like, that's all it is. And then I went back in to get something else. And I walked back out again. And I seen it again. And this time when I turned to look, it was still there. And I just wide-eyed, walked downstairs as fast as I could. And didn't, you know, mention it. Didn't say anything. And then mom walks into me. And she goes, are you okay? And I was like, i seen... Uh, seen something upstairs in your mirror she's like which one i said the one on the hallway she goes i'm sure it's nothing she's like it's probably just a reflection i was like no i thought it was someone following me like they were right behind me and i turned and looked and it was still there and so i came downstairs like <laughs> she's like oh well i don't ever sense anything here in my house and i said well i saw it so <laughs> whatever but i'm letting you know like it, it followed me it creeped me out she was like, huh, that's weird. I was like, yeah. So then I just let it go. I didn't say any more after that. Then, uh, just last month, I went back to her house to take her in for a surgery that she had done. And the morning after her surgery, I went back to her house and I had to load up some more of my photography stuff that I had there to bring it back down to Richmond because we started doing a lot of our photo shoots down here now. So... I went ahead and loaded up everything else that I had in that back bedroom. And I was supposed to go up in the attic and get some decorations for a friend's party that she was having for her little girl. And after I, after this happened, I was like, oh, no. Uh -uh. And, <laughs> but anyway, I walk out from, like, that bedroom. And I almost get to the end of the hallway. And I see someone in the mirror standing over by my mom's bedroom door. And at first I thought it was my cousin Billy because it was just like a 
like a quick glance out of the corner of my eye and I look over and he's not there and there's nothing there. And I looked back again and it was still there. It was just a shadow outline of a man. And I ran as fast as I could down those stairs. I had those angel wings in my arms, like trying to maneuver those gigantic <laughs> things around. Like I had all this shit in my hands and I dropped half of it. And I was just kicking it with my feet and going down the stairs as fast as I could. And I'm surprised that I didn't freaking fall and break my hip because I had pulled my back out of place a few months ago. And I was still struggling at this point for it to heal. And I was scared to death that I was going to die running down these stairs. But I get down to the bottom of the stairs and I'm breathing heavy and I'm freaking out. And my grandma looks at me and she goes, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like. Did you see him? And my eyes got great big. And I looked at her and I said, what? And she said, did you see the man upstairs? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he bothers me to death all the time. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? You see him too? And I went over and sat on the bed next to her. Like she's sitting in her little recliner there in her bedroom. And I sat on the bed and I said, are you serious? She said, yeah. She said, I seen him play plain as day. She was like, all the time. She was like, he's a, a little old farmer looking guy. She was like, one day, Todd went next door to talk to the neighbors. And uh, when he came in, this little guy followed in behind him. And she said, I thought it was one of his railroad boys from, you know, he works on uh, for Norfolk Southern, I believe. Uh, but he, he works on for the railroad and um he came in after work and uh, Todd walked in the kitchen and she said that that man walked in and sat down in the living room on the end of the couch facing towards her and he sat there with his arms kind of like his elbows on his knees over looking at her and he kind of gave her a smirk and squinted his eyes at her and she was like it was a real mischievous smile she said he's bothered me ever since she's like I see him often and I was like, are you serious? She's like, yep, I hate it. She was like, and your mom don't see him at all. I was like, oh, my God, girl, we can cleanse this house. I was like, he's scared me to death, too. She's like, well, I'm just glad I'm not the only one who sees it. They all think I'm crazy. I was like, I think I'm crazy. I was like, holy crap. But my mom told me today, because I kind of talked to her about it a little bit today, was getting some, like, you know, uh, information about some stuff that happened to the family. and. Uh, making sure I have my like dates and my people right and stuff. She's like, uh, so your grandma's not the only one who has seen him at the house. And I'm like, who? And she's like, you and your brother and your grandma and your cousin have all seen him. I'm like, okay, so why don't you cleanse your house? <laughs> she's like, because he ain't bothering me. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> that is not an excuse. <laughs> I'm like, you have to cleanse that house. So, yeah. I think I'll have to buy mom some sage and <laughs> take it home this weekend. Oh. That's what freaks me out, too, because, like, I mean, this kind of goes against what we were talking about place earlier, but, you know, that some of these things can just walk in and be like, well, I'm going to... Some of these things can just attach to people. Yep. Like, I'm going to yeah. fuck with you now. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> you go fuck with yeah. somebody else. <laughs> I'm yeah, perfectly it's, it's fine. Creepy. It's uh, very creepy. 
my brother, he's had things follow him home from the hospital, like when he worked there. And like the ER, especially, uh, it was a bad spot for him. He used to do housekeeping in the ER. And he's like, yeah, he's like, it's scary place. He was like, I hated it. He was like, when I had to go clean any area of the hospital, he's like, I seen stuff. He's like, sometimes it would just follow me home. He's like, I was afraid to look in my rearview mirror. And I'm like, oh, don't say that. And then now, like, every time I get in my car, the first thing I do is check my back seats every single time. I never not check my back seats. (laughs) And (laughs) every single time. And then I'll look in my rearview mirror my fist clenched in case I have to punch behind me for something. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's, uh, it's yeah. I got a, I got a buddy who, whenever he would get in his car, he wouldn't look in the back seat, but he would just punch back there. <laughs> he said, he said, I don't want to see him if they're back there. He said, but I'll find them. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's find out there's a Kentucky Goblin back there. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> Can bite oh, your man. hand off. No oh. kidding. <laughs> that, that's got to be one of my top five worst fears. Is just seeing something in my rearview mirror. Um, yeah. Or sure. just anything happening in my car while I'm driving. Like, uh, I got a buddy who, um, I mean, he hasn't told me this directly. Somebody, uh, one of our other buddies, was telling me. Um. But like he was driving down 64 and uh it was between like um round county and carter county uh and um like something just started like screaming like inside of his car oh my god yeah. i would lose my mind yep like especially on the interstate <laughs> like yeah like, no kidding this is how if, this is how you kill somebody if you're a ghost. You just right, freak them exactly. out when they're going like 80, 85 miles an hour. Just wraith scream right in their ear. Oh my god. I would I would have, yeah. I would have driven right off the road. <laughs> for sure. I'm not a good driver anyway. I don't ever claim to be. I would have. I would have driven right off the road. <laughs> Straight to a ditch. Guardrail. Anything. <laughs> oh, it would have... Terrified the shit out of me, but yeah, cars. <laughs> Fucking with me in cars and talking to me. That's two things that I will not abide. I'll get rid of the car. No. I'll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, that, that's a lot to take in. Yep. A lot to unpack. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> It's been eventful. Oh, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can go like at least twenty more years without having any experience. <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> oh. I'm hoping I don't have any more. <laughs> I think that's I, enough. We're, aren't we thinking about doing the Waverly for one of your birthdays? So next year, yeah, for my birthday. It's like I tempt fate all the time. I just, I can't help myself. But <laughs> I went one year for my birthday. Uh, I think it was 2018. We all went to Waverly Hills Sanitarium. And that was a true experience for sure. Um, I didn't, I didn't really like 
see anything while I was there. Like a lot of that stuff was a lot of like optical illusions with the lighting mm-hmm. uh, coming in through like the broken windows and the balconies and stuff. But like yeah. just the heaviness of the atmosphere itself. And there was so much energy there and so much heaviness that there, there is a lot there to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried not to bring it home with me because that would have been a nightmare. Uh, but the only reason that I even went was because my great-grandma on my dad's side, her mother died there of tuberculosis. Okay. And she was one of the people put in the body chute. And I believe they cremated her. But I, uh, I went there for the history tour. And that's what I thought we were getting into. My friend bought the tickets. She bought the ghost tour. <laughs> so we got the full experience. We got history and ghost all at once. Like they kind of gave us a bit of A, bit of B thing. And it was a true experience. It was really cool. The history part of it was just awesome. And I love any kind of abandoned places like that. I love doing any kind of exploring and stuff like that. of uh, Or spelunking, if you'll have that word, I guess. But I really, I love stuff like that. It's always been interesting to me. Um, but I, I don't know. It was, it's something that I would like to go back and experience privately. Yeah. Because there were so many other people there that they were just so scared of their own shadow that they couldn't, you couldn't really get the real experience of it. So for my birthday next year, I'll be 30. Feel so old. <laughs> But I was like, I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> so I think next year for my birthday, I'm going to actually buy the overnight, like, six-hour ghost tour so or investigation because you get, like, the EMF readers and I think, like, the EVP uh, recording devices and stuff like that. And uh, that's something that I've always wanted to kind of try. Uh, but I really just want to go back there and sit and just kind of see mm-hmm. what comes to me. Yeah, because I just, sure. I just want to feel that energy without everybody else's energy there too. Yeah. But I want my close friends who I know, you know, would be kind of open to it, and I want my husband there because he's big and strong and he'll fight him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I won't feel as bad if he's there. I, w- I want Garrett <laughs> we'll, we'll there. <laughs> we'll, we'll make a Garrett sandwich if we get scared. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> No, I totally agree with that. Like, um, I feel like he would kind of help make light of some of the situations so that we're not as scared. Oh yeah, like he would—he'd be a good, a t- good touchstone, I guess would be the word. Like, exactly. That's you know, a really good way to put it. <laughs> it's like he definitely calms me down for sure. Oh, so yeah. if I did get too anxious, yeah, I would just have to be like, okay. I need you to chill me out. He's like, all right, sit down. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I think it, before we get off, I just want to touch on one more thing. You talk about tempting fate all the time, like with this stuff. But I feel like once you experience it, it's... It's just part I, of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't think addicting's the right word, but it's the word I'm going to use for now. Uh... But, like, 
because to me, like I said, I experienced a lot of stuff in a short window, and ever since then, everything else I've experienced, like I've experienced like a couple things, but nothing like that I'd consider profound or anything. Uh, but I guess it's kind of addicting because I'm like, I'm like I want this to happen. So I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> like, so yeah. like, you know, I guess that validation. Um, and so I don't necessarily think it, it's like tempting fate, but I think a lot of it is, you know, you, you know, you're looking for that validation, at least in some cases like you, I mean, I think you've had enough happen to where, <laughs> or you probably don't need validation <laughs> as much as like other people. Uh, <laughs> feel like i mean i i've and like i said most of the stuff to me like now as an adult when i was younger i mean i had a very vivid imagination anyway yeah but to be able to sit and actually point someone out and be like yeah i know who that is like as a three-year-old like that's bizarre Mm -hmm. like how do you explain that i i don't have words for it my mom it was scary but i mean I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I feel like it's just kind of part of who I am now. And, uh, I just, I don't really talk about it to a lot of people. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, she's fucking crazy. Like <laughs> we should probably not talk to her cause she's insane. <laughs> I, I am not. It's just stuff that's happened in my life. Like mm-hmm. my whole family, both sides of my family have had paranormal type experiences. And are very sensitive to that stuff. So, I mean, I, I guess it's just in my blood. It's probably a good thing I'm not passing that on to any kids. So, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> just leave, leave that to Timmy's kids. Let them be tortured. Yeah, well, poor Timmy. His is, his is worse than mine. Like, he sees, like, full people, and it mm-hmm. freaks him out, like, so bad. And I feel so, so sad for him. Because probably somebody who's, like, very scientific and psychological or something into that is probably like, well, you're both schizophrenic, but <laughs> we're not. Like we're really not. But he uh like yeah, he deals with a lot of mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I actually talked to him the other day about coming on and talking to you about his experience. He's like, I have so many. He was like, I don't know where to begin with it. He's like, but I haven't had an experience since I left home. And it's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. He's like, I've not had an experience since I left Otway. He was like, um, nothing bothered me in like five or six years. And I'm like, same for me. And then I went back home <laughs> and sure enough, I saw something, <laughs> but and it was like right after we had kind of talked about this too, like not very long after, but still it was just like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> and he said the same thing. He's like, I'll gladly sit and talk about it. He was like, but I'm not gonna lie to you. He's like, I'm kind of afraid that if I talk about it, something's going to happen. He was like, that's usually how things work for me. He was like, so I'll end up probably seeing something after I talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I but, definitely understand that reservation because yeah. back when all my stuff happened, I mean, when I finally did talk about it, like, 
it amped up for a little bit. I was like, oh, I regret yeah. saying anything. <laughs> yeah, I seriously, like, I was kind of worried about it today, too. But, like, well, I'll put my big girl panties on, I guess, talk about it. And, but... I, and at the same <laughs> time, like, I do think it's important to talk about these things. Um, if for no other reason than to process them, you know, because yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. we let this stuff build up internally because, like you said, you know, you're afraid to talk and specifically about this kind of stuff because, you know, you come off to a lot of people as crazy. Um, uh, not you specifically, but I just mean like, no, you know, I, no, I, I totally um, know what you mean. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, I think it's very important. And that's one reason why Pat and I are doing this podcast and, um, that's one reason why we want to have people on to talk about their experiences is, you know, because we think it's important. Um, and personally, I think where this kind of stuff so, so stigmatized, like that's the reason we don't know a lot about it. And, you know, some of this stuff may be unknowable, like that just may be the nature of it. And that's, you know, whatever. Um, but I feel like all this stuff seems so strange and, you know, the unknown elicits this fear response from us because uh, we ultimately think we're alone in this um, whenever we experience something or have something happen. And um, and I think people getting on here and talking about it, you know, hearing me and Pat talk about all this weird shit and just people we have on in general, um, at least for our audience. And I know, you know, we don't have a huge audience, but it kind of destigmatizes it a little bit. Um, and I think we do it in a pretty approachable manner to where, you know, we've I've said on here numerous times, like, I'm not going to judge anybody for what they say. Like, you know, if it's happened to you, I'm not going to be here and say, well, no, like, you're lying, whatever. Like, you know, that's not productive to me. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's very important to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, and honestly, I think you guys do a fantastic job with your podcast. Like, I've listened to all your episodes so far. Like, you guys are nailing it. And you do do a very good job about, you know, not making people feel uncomfortable or unheard. So that's a, that's a huge thing. I think that's part of the reason why I was like, yeah, I mean, Tyler is one of my absolute best friends. But <laughs> also, you know, like, I know... He's not going to fucking, like, judge me, <laughs> make me feel like I'm a psychopath. So I'll definitely go ahead and talk to him about it. <laughs> if other people do, I don't know them. It's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I get what you mean. I understand. Well, thank you for those kind words, and thank you for coming on. Um, we, I really appreciate it, and I know Pat really appreciates it, too, uh, even though he's on the beach. Actually, he may be on his way home by now. He said they were leaving tonight, but... I know he appreciates it too. Um, Problem at all. I'm glad I could. I'm glad that you asked, and uh, I appreciate you letting me come on. If you do want to try to experience something spooky, just open your mind to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure like, it'll find its way to you. <laughs> yeah. Anymore, I feel like I'm just like a paranormal dampener. Like I've been to spooky places, and like jack shit has happened. Like. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Mackey's bar supposed to be uber haunted. I went there and like I yeah, showed I showed up early, like and nothing, nothing. Happened. So my grandpa lives like not too far from that, and uh, 
he's told me like some crazy stories about stuff that he's seen there when he would go drink. And I'm like, I think you were just really drunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've also had these like, you know, weird experiences, but I was sober. So yeah. I'm pretty sure you were drunk. But uh, he, uh, he said it's pretty wild. But yeah, if you guys want to actually go there sometime together again, I would love to go and kind of check it out. I think it'd be kind of cool. I Especially think... since there's supposed to be like a female that haunts the place or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I know her name. I just can't think of it. But uh, I know that's on the list um, because I kind of got an in there. My grandma is really good friends with uh, Bobby's brother, Gary. And um, nice. that when I actually went there, it was for a college paper. And... Um, Gary, he's a really, really smart dude. Um, I gave me the history of the place, and it's got a whole hell of a lot of history. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty nuts. But, but uh, I mean, it's a cool place. Um, uh, definitely more of like a honky-tonk. Like, if you're used to bars, like, it's more, it's not like a Lexington bar or like most Richmond bars, or, you know, it's definitely its own little vibe, but but it's dope. I had a good time when I went. That's cool. Well, then we have to check it out. Oh, for but... sure. For sure. All right, man. Well, thanks for letting me come on the podcast and uh, talk about all my craziness. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, it was I... really cool. I appreciate you coming on, and, um, you know, hopefully nothing else happens. Uh, but if it does, hopefully not. Know. But the <laughs> weekend is coming, and <laughs> something crazy might happen. We never know what we're gonna see. Oh, that's true. I actually have to do photo shoots over there this weekend <laughs> again, so I'm kind of a little nervous about it. <laughs> yeah, like, you need to come on here and talk about the um, man in your mom's house again. You know, we're all ears. Um, but... I'm gonna take a picture of that mirror and send it to you. Okay, like, it's gonna. It's gonna creep you out, I guarantee it. Oh, it it's just spooky. You know me. It, it, it don't take much to creep me out. <laughs> uh but thanks thanks again for coming on, Emily. Um <laughs> once again for all you listeners, um, you know, if you're in a relationship, uh or if you're a woman, um, you know, and you're interested in a I'm a boudoir shoot. Um, check out Emily's website, uh, boudoirbyemily.com. It's going to be in the show notes. Uh, if you don't know how to spell boudoir. <laughs> um, so yeah, check it out. Um, I've seen, um, I've seen, you know, safe pictures. <laughs> uh, so you don't go around showing everybody all the private stuff. Um, but I've seen, um, the PG, I'd call them PG, PG pictures. And, uh, they're really good. Um, definitely recommend Emily uh, for those types of shoots. Um, but yeah, uh, go check her out. Go give her your business. And um, yeah, all the PG pictures are actually on our website, and they are public under uh, I believe it's under your hype team or something like that on our on our website. So you should be able to go in there and see some of like the actual. PG stuff that we do offer of uh, Rachel and myself. So she's my business partner. So you can go on there and check us out. Sure. Go check them out. Um, like I said, they do great work. Uh, so thanks again, Emily, for coming on. Um, 
thank you all for listening uh since pat's not here to say it i'll say it um they haunted y'all they haunted (laughs) 